Welcome to It All Starts With You. I'm your host, Eileen Lemelman, licensed clinical social worker, best-selling author, and motivational speaker. We'll share stories of hope, perseverance, and success that will inspire you to live a meaningful life. This show will motivate you, educate you, and encourage you to manifest your dreams into reality at any age. Because it all starts with you. Now on to the show. Hello there, my friends. I'm Eileen Lemelman. I'm the host of It All Starts With You. And are you ready to get your world rocked today? Because I have invited two amazing women. They are inspirational. They have such impact in other people's lives, especially women. And they are really leaders. They lead by example with positivity. They are faith-based women. They lead with their faith as well. And so we are in for a treat because not only are they going to share stories of inspiration and also just to lead us down a path of such positivity, but they're going to share stories. And you know, that's how we learn from each other. We learn with each other's stories because everybody has a story and everybody comes to the table with their own lessons that they've learned. And so I'm not going to waste any more time, but I want to introduce now the first guest. So my first guest is Jane Goldie Wynn. She is a friend of mine and we met a while ago, several years ago. You can call her Goldie because that's what I call her. And isn't she Goldie? She's golden sunshine. She just brings such light and grace and positivity everywhere she goes. She's really a sister of mine in the fact that we're both social workers and she's a motivational speaker, an inspirational speaker. But more than that, she comes with her book that she wrote, which is called A Rainbow in the Night, A Journey of Redemption. And guess what? This book has been made into a movie. Yes, you heard it right. It's a full-length narrative documentary movie. And she tells her story with such sensitivity and empathy and non-judgmental approach to her story of pain, suffering, but also a lot of joy and redemption. So let's welcome Goldie. Well, thank you, Eileen. And remember, we met right here at the Brooklyn Cafe. That's right. We was, met here. Yes, at my books, my first book signing Your after COVID. Your very first book signing was right yes. here. Yes. And you stood here <laughs> and I was listening to you and it was like, you know, it was like love at first yes, sight. Yes, it was. <laughs> you said you wanted my book. Should I be on your show? And love and the rest is history. <laughs> it was such an amazing meeting. Yes. And it was like it was meant to be. Yes, definitely. Shared. Yes. <laughs> That's Yiddish for meant to be. 
<laughs> so, Goldie, let's start off by saying, wow. <laughs> you have been on quite a journey, pivoted and turned, and really did all different kinds of things. Did you ever think that you would be writing a book <laughs> and that the book would be made into a movie? Did you ever in your wildest <laughs> dreams think that? Well, not exactly, because the book took me 20 years to write. You know, I started, yes, I started it way long ago, and, and it was just really hard to write because the main issue, and you know as a social worker, is that if we're not healed, we write from the victim stance, and that's not a good place to write from. So I felt like I had to work through a lot of issues, a lot of therapy, <laughs> and come to this place where I would be writing from a, a redemptive place, from a healed place, from a transformed place, from a place of surrender. And so finally, when I got to that place, then in 2019, the book was completed and published and it was right before COVID. And that's what I said. This was the first place that I was able to have a book signing right after COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, I kind of wondered if it might be made into a movie only because the way that I wrote it was very interesting because when I would have to remember a scene of my life, it was almost as though I saw my scene on a video. And as I was writing, I stepped into the visual scene and I wrote from that place of pain. So I, re I had to re-experience the pain. And so the reader resonated with that. They could feel and sense my pain. And so when I talked to a producer one time and explained to him how I wrote the, the book, he said, well, surely that should be a movie one day. And so um, I guess it was two years later, the movie's done. We had our premiere. You know you were there in June of 2023. Yes. And um, it's been very exciting because even since that time, it's been nominated in a festival in Texas called Content 2023 mm -hmm. yes. for two awards. One, the best storytelling documentary, and the second is the best biographical film. So that's just quite right. an honor, and I'm just so, so excited is, about it that. It is an honor, and it is wonderful. And of course, so you know, the awards are wonderful. But let's back up a little bit before we get to the yes, awards. Yes, yes. So what you know, I know it's your life story, and I know it was filled with a lot of pain, but yes. a lot of healing as yes. well. Yes. So, what do you think you want people to know about your healing journey through this book? That's a great question. Well, I think my main hope and purpose for the book and for the movie is that, you know, if I can work through my issues, and it took you know, I could probably have bought three houses with all the therapy that I had. <laughs> but, you know, it was not only the therapy, but it was really God and allowing him into my pain and trusting that he could heal me and that he wanted to heal me. And I had to be willing. And that, mm -hmm. that's the big thing that I think many mm -hmm. of us have to face. You know, we put up our own walls and our defenses, and we're not so sure we really want to take the responsibility for our healing. So I think I finally mm -hmm. had to come to that place where I was really ready and able and willing to surrender my painful past totally to God. And once I did that, then I felt I was free to offer hope to other people mm -hmm. because then I could say, yes. if it happened for me, it can happen for you right. too. Right. So you're talking about healing and you're talking about 
really surrendering. Yes. But I want to frame it in a little bit of a different way, which is limiting beliefs. Oh, yes, I like Overcoming that. Overcoming limiting yes. beliefs. So what limiting beliefs did you have to overcome in order to really write this book and get it out into the world? Well, I think probably there were there were a lot. I mean, I, you know, I really suffered with depression a lot and I and I went through some, you know, a, abuse and some trauma. And I think what I had to do is just not over identify myself with the trauma. You know, I, I had to see myself as somebody other than it's like I have an arm, but I'm not the arm. Mm -hmm. You know, I just had to get to a place where I wasn't just seeing myself stuck in my pain and stuck in my trauma and identifying as that. That was my real limiting belief, and I had to believe that I could get beyond it with the Lord's help, and yeah. that I could be free, and that I could, you know, live a life of freedom and you know, excitement. I love that idea because so many people really make their identity their pain. Yes, make yes. their identity the really horrific kinds of traumas yes, that they've yes. been through. Mm -hmm. And we're so much more than that. Yes, That's yes. just one part of our story. Yes. So I love that you were able to really separate mm -hmm. the pain story from your whole identity of who you are. Yes, yes, exactly. That's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and so let's talk about what you, you know, what do you think people, because listen, you've had people read the book and you've had people see the movie. What has been the feedback around, you know, sharing your pain, sharing your story? I mean, listen, it was a very, very open, vulnerable story, not only about your own personal right. journey, yeah. but about your family yes. as well. Yes. And so, you know, whenever we open up that door yes. to not only our pain, but a window into where we came from, yes, yes. that could really trigger so many people in so many different ways. What's yes. been the feedback around well, that? That's a great question. And I can't even tell you all the different people and the testimonials <clears throat> that I've heard since people reading the book and seeing the movie. But what I get more than anything is that people are really responding to the fact that I was willing to be transparent and vulnerable. The fact that I was really willing to put my pain out there. And one of the other things that came, especially from the movie, after the movie, was that people were very touched by the fact that even though I had this abuse with my father and it was like a, a very difficult relationship in some ways, but what they were struck by is how I was able to totally forgive him and that I could celebrate his success as a renowned psychiatrist, you know, in the 1950s and what he did for the mentally ill. And, you know, and I spent a good amount of screen time on him, you know, really able to share what he had accomplished yes. and what he taught me and how he opened up my heart to want to be in the helping yes. profession. And I think that says volumes because I think so many people don't forgive and they just, they just stay stuck in where that person was and how we were treated by that they person. They stay in the anger. Yes. And of course we know the anger doesn't hurt them, it hurts yes, us. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. but you know, we're talking about almost like two different things. Maybe not, maybe yes. <laughs> Which is, you know, the therapy is one avenue. Yes. And really 
digging deep and going deep within and healing the traumas through therapy. But the other piece is the faith that yes. you really started to connect with. Yes. So can you talk about how each of them had an impact on your life and your healing? Oh, that's another great question. Yes, it, it is sort of a simultaneous thing in a way. Um, you know, my pain brought me to my faith because, you know, I, I always think about when we come to the end of ourselves, we come to the beginning of God. And when I'd lost all hope, you know, somebody presented to me, you know, the love of, I'll say Jesus or Yeshua is his Hebrew name. As a Jewish person, you know, I, I was told never to believe that Jesus was the Jewish Messiah. But when somebody presented him to me with so much love, I was just drawn to him because that's what he's all about. And so I did embrace that and way back in 1974. And from that moment forward, my life was forever changed because I had God as the center of my life and the one that I could go to at all times for any reason. And no matter what I was going through, and even Dave and I in our marriage, he's the center of our marriage. So when we would get stuck or we would have difficulty, we would just stop and pray. And, you know, there's something very humbling about praying together. That's like, okay, we can let this go now, can't we? <laughs> so, Let's hand yeah, it over to yes, him. Yes, yes. So that's but really what it's know, all about. You know, you know what I want to talk to you about now? Mm -hmm. So we're talking about, you know, how you really found Jesus, yes. Yeshua, whatever you want to call him. And you and I have had a lot of discussions yes, about this yes. because we're very different when it comes to that. But you know what's so beautiful, and I want to just touch on this, because I think what your movie and your book has really allowed people to do, at least it's allowed us to do this, yes. which is embrace differences yes. without feeling threatened. Yes. Right? Yes. And so let's talk about how you and I have had really deep, very deep, differing discussions. Yes, yes. But in the end, what matters? The love between two people. Yes. The respect that yes. we have for each other. And learning from each other. And we learn so much from yes. each other because we have very different opinions. Yes. yes. And some things, and some things were very much alike. And I think that's the balance. There's so much that we have in common that even though we do have these differences, we, we focus on what we share together, mm -hmm. you know, which is our love for people and helping people and bringing the best out in people, right? Right. And, and all of that. So I think it's important that you embrace the differences, but you don't let it define you and you don't let it divide you. And, and all too often in our country today, sadly, it's a very divided country because Absolutely. of that, which it shouldn't be. Divide and define. Yes. I love that because... That just made that up. <laughs> yes, but it's a good, it's really, really good. Just like we were talking about not allowing pain yes. to define us, yes. we also can't allow our differences to define yes. us. Yes, yes. You know, exactly. they define how we can really listen to each other. Yes. And that's the beauty of, you know, my, my friend Goldie, and you'll see also when I bring up my other guest, Dr. Mandy Fresh Johnson, who's going to be coming up very soon. It's about really listening yes. in a very empathetic, respectful way, yes. listening to each other, coming together in community, 
coming together in collaboration, holding each other, loving each other, even if we have differences. Yes, exactly. Yes. So this is what brings us here, right? We're a microcosm for the the world should be like. I know exactly. We should I think really, really we be did. a model. We did. We had a show. <laughs> we just do our we Dolly did. and Goldie. We had our little our little Facebook show that was called uh, Heart to Heart. Yes. <laughs> but you know, also, which I want to talk about something very, very important in my world. And what I really love to bring to my community, which is we're never too old. Yes. And it's never too late <laughs> to achieve the dreams that we want to achieve, to pursue our goals, to really, really never allow limiting beliefs such as age to come in the way of how we want to live a meaningful, joyful yes, life, yes, right? Yes. So did that ever, what, you know, how did that enter into your world? Because listen, you know, we're not 20 years old and yet. Even though we act and look at <laughs> <laughs> But we are seasoned, we're wise, we're, you know, we're, you know, in the next stage of our life and yet we're doing such amazing things. Yes. How did you not allow, did age ever come into this or did you ever think about, well, I'm too old to be writing a book or making a movie or, you know, doing this. Did that ever come into your thoughts or into, you know, anything that you thought about? Well, that's interesting you should ask that because it, I, I don't know, age doesn't define me at all really. And so I never really think about it too much. But then when people say to me, I don't mind sharing that I'm 74, really 47, but 74. <laughs> and, you know, and here I am. Yeah, yeah, we take your pick, right? <laughs> but so it's just like, okay, I, it, it doesn't matter because if I have something to say, you know, I believe God gives me the energy. This, he's given me tremendous energy and tremendous joy. And so it is the best season of my life because I feel that so much is behind me now and I can come from a place of real freedom and, and joy and offer that to the world. So I don't really think about age, but it is inspiring mm. for people to know that it's it never is. too late exactly. and that it shouldn't That's stop you. That's exactly where I yes. want to end. That here we have this 74-year-old woman <laughs> who is such an inspiration to us all. She took 20 years to write her book. She <laughs> healed. She allowed her faith to really enter into her life and really direct her in, mm -hmm. in the ways that she's been directed. And look at her. She's just <laughs> shining bright. She's Aww. just so glowing. And, um, you know, and you can have that too. We are going to end here to take a commercial break.